0: Drive Time Radio, with New York Vinny. And welcome to another edition of Drive Time Radio. It's a Saturday morning, just a little past 8 o'clock, here on 1150 KKNW on the interweb. Uh, All over the place, wherever the social media, I think we're streaming uh, to everything, uh, everything we possibly can, except the dark corners of the web, where I just have decided to stay away from. I don't even go look. I don't even want to know, all right? You know, I'm just like, okay. Um, It wouldn't be right if I started this show this morning without just acknowledging uh, what happened last week, uh, pretty much while we were doing the show, or just before we did the show. Uh, just a, a horrible, horrible situation in the Middle East, and uh, my heart and my thoughts and my prayers go out to uh, all of the uh, uh, the Jewish people that uh, have suffered. Um, it, it, I mean, unimaginable grief, and to you know, people on the other side, the uh, the Palestinians who uh, are not involved uh, in the in the terrorist organization and uh are suffering uh not as you know as as well it's just a, it's a sad situation and it, uh, it for peace loving people like me it breaks our hearts because uh, just when you think maybe there's a chance at peace it doesn't happen and it's uh if you are uh I just I not I don't know I wish somebody was uh, smart enough to come up with a solution to fix it. I know I'm not and I know most of the people I know aren't. I'm hoping that uh you know Nathan's generation will be able to uh to come up with something. But that being said, and that uh, thought uh thought for the for those people uh haven't been administered, let's talk about cars. And um we will, uh, this morning, we have all our regular features. We're going to delve into, uh, into, uh, Nate and, and, and you yo know Vinny, <laughs> Yo know, Nate, listen, I, I'm a little, I'm still a little upset. I'm verklempt about everything. Hey, every on.
1: once in a while, I want to be behind the wheel of that car too. So
0: yeah, I appreciate so, uh, you for trying. Yeah, all right, well, we'll figure something out someday. Um, And uh, we want to catch up on that, and we have a cartoon for you this morning by a band that I actually, looking back, I couldn't believe that I haven't played this song, uh, but uh, I haven't. And so it's one of several songs that uh, talk about um, maybe our most basic mode of transportation, the bus. So, you can, if you want to try to figure it out from there. And we'll also uh, review the uh, Infinity QX80 that I was driving uh, last week. But it is time for uh, one of my favorite times of year. It, it, it is, uh, besides Leaf watching, it is uh, also time for the Rebel Rally, uh, the all women's rally that gets together. In uh, uh, this year, they're uh, getting together, I believe, at uh, near Lake Tahoe, and uh, spend a week navigating, rallying, taking a, a, you know trying to fu- get to from point A to point B on a certain amount of gas, uh, twenty five hundred kilometers of uh, the Nevada and California desert. It, it is uh, an all women's rally, and what I love about this is, is that you have to. Hand in your cell phone, hand in your GPS, hand in everything. That's why we can't do uh, an interview with one of the, you know, we have two friends of the show that are participating in this rally this year. Um, Jill Cividillo, who you often hear on the show from pickup truck, uh, and SUV talk. Uh, she is in the rally with, uh, I believe a, a Subaru and uh, no, she's in with a Hyundai. And then, um, uh, our other friend is in with a. I think she's got the uh, the Subaru and her team, and uh, they are um, involved too. So we have uh, two to uh, two to root for, and uh, we'll, we're we're going to try next week to to get. I'm going to try to get something from uh, the rally itself. It, it's tough because today's the first day but you can follow along if you're interested and want to learn more about this at r e b e l l e r a l l y rebelrally.com and uh, you can actually download an app to um, to follow along with There, they have a pretty good app i used it last year to follow along i would think at this moment they are uh, just getting ready to uh, depart if they haven't uh, departed anyway but the uh but they're uh it's a pretty good app that shows you where they are what they're doing what their team number is they seem to be right now all queued up uh by uh mono City mammoth Lakes california looks like they'll be heading south on um probably looks like i um uh 395. Uh, Seems to be where they are all gathered and uh, head from there. So you can follow, as I said, download YB races in the app store and you can keep up with our uh, our friends that are in there. I am uh, right at this moment uh, trying to uh, dig up the names of their uh, teams. They put it in a little bit of a freaky place. But <laughs> it is, uh, it's uh really a lot of uh a lot of fun. There is uh, sixty-four teams, fifty-four four by four teams, and ten crossover teams in this twenty twenty three edition. Um some people you may recognize. What I like about this thing is it's it's kind of like um the beta breakers marathon for cars. It really uh <laughs> I don't know, it really kind of um You know, you you, you pick up a a funky team name, and you paint up your vehicle uh, in an interesting style, and you go from there. And as I said, uh, we have uh, two teams in it this year two people that we know real well uh number 211 in the crossroad uh category is uh, mercedes lillian fall you've heard her on the show before she's written for the new york times emily winslow is uh lives down in puyallup uh i think mercedes lives in portland and uh both uh, are no- team number 211 team Norwester, and uh both of these women are uh you know, know what they're doing when it comes to handling a vehicle, especially Mercedes her and her husband, Andy, um, are members of our, uh, press group, uh, NWAPA, And, uh, they write very interesting articles, uh, and, and videos mostly based on Subaru and on four wheeling on, on getting off road. They're the ones, uh, that uh, helped get me interested in the rally that we went to, uh, earlier this year, uh, north of um, Leavenworth. So that was uh, a lot of fun. And I think they are going to have a lot of fun. So you can root for them, number, as I said, 211. Or we have uh, Jill Simonillo And the heart team, number 215, is the Brute Squad. And as I said, they are uh, sponsored by Hyundai. And they um, uh, are, uh, uh, you know, I think this might be their second year, maybe their third. But Jill Simonello, as I said, our friend who uh, is is with pickup truck talk and SUV uh, pickup truck and SUV talk, always comes on to talk to us. Really nice person, uh, really knowledgeable at uh, cars. She's also a juror for the uh, North American Car of the Year. And Kristen Shaw, who is her partner in this, she's also a journalist based out of Austin, Texas, and um, I. I guess what I'm what I'm wondering. One of the things I was wondering, we'll have to ask uh, one of these ladies if we talk to them next week. Is what do you do? You listen to the radio when you're doing this? Uh, do you listen to uh, music, or are you so intently focused? Because again, no GPS, just a map, just a, a compass, a map, and you got to figure out which way to go. Are you so intently focused on that that you're really not even thinking? I know when I have to be focused, I don't put the radio on in the car. You know, I kind of like stay away from it because, uh, you know, all of a sudden you you have the radio on, you start singing to a a good song that goes on, and and we know what happens next. We miss our exit. And I guess um, missing your exit is not a good thing in this particular case. So we'll be rooting for them. We'll be following them along as they get started this morning. And we'll have an update. I will try to get uh, one of them on for next Saturday's show, so they can update us and tell us what's going on out in the desert. I think this thing lasts like eight days, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see how it turns out. It's a tough competition, and I hope that they place um, you know high in this thing and are able to uh, have some have some fun doing it. I, I, again, it's uh Anytime you can issue technology like a cell phone, uh, or a GPS or, you know, laser guided this and that, in my opinion, it's a great thing. Um, I think we all have become too reliable on those instruments in our cars and in our lives. Um, and that's why you see that occasional story of the person who was following their GPS and they drove off the pier and into the river, you know, because, uh, Common sense eluded them when they were uh, dropping off. You know, it doesn't look like there's any more road here, but the GPS says there will be, and I'm going to put my faith in the GPS. <laughs> it doesn't work out all the time, does it? All right, there are um, a few other items in the news that I want to uh, go over as well. Uh, it looks like we no longer have the highest gas prices. In America, uh, you know, for a while, Washington was, and I'm sure that's happy news for you is you pay $5.84 um, for gas for your car. I filled up that QX80 and it was $94 to fill that thing up. I'm going to have to not eat for a couple of days, which I can stand, believe me. But I'm going to have to not eat for a couple of days this week so that I can uh, make up that 94 bucks. I think that might be the most I've spent on a tank of fuel this week in a uh, non-pickup truck vehicle. But that QX80, uh, and, and I'd buy my gas at Costco, uh, so, which is generally the cheapest gas around, but, um, uh, you know it sucks up gas. I mean, it, it gets like 14 miles to a gallon or something like that, which is what you're going to expect if you drive something huge like that. But uh, according to AAA and Gas Buddy and many other uh, of the gas price monitoring websites and organizations, California. Uh, I was just talking to a friend of mine down there last week, and uh, she's seeing prices of seven dollars a gallon, uh, six fifty a gallon for uh, a. a gas down there when they uh, come off of the winter uh, the summer blend and switch to the winter blend i gotta be honest with you um i i I don't know whether it's just price gouging uh or whether it's it's something that they're additional for the gas or what but it just doesn't seem right that there should be that cost of gas out here and if you go back to Pennsylvania, or you go to Ohio, or you go to the middle of the country, it's um, three twenty a gallon, three fifty a gallon. I mean, it's not like it's a quarter or uh, even a dollar. I mean, we're talking about two, three dollars difference in the price of gas. So it's uh, it is um, it's ridiculous. And I don't know who's going to be able to do anything, if if anything, to try to help people out here or save people with it. But it's uh, you know it, it makes you drive less. It makes that trip to go see the leaves a lot more expensive, as is everything these days. Also, um, interesting story uh, that I saw that I thought related to this and, and and that you should know about the cost cost of car ownership great article in the new york times about this and uh uh you know they they went and they talked to a bunch of people who are regular, you know, one works I think, at a ticket Walmart, one uh, drives uh, Uber, another one uh, does a delivery service, uh, another one uses their car to take the kids back and forth to school. But between, well, one of them actually was down in Tukwila, a woman named Cindy Knight, transportation engineer for the city of Tukwila. Uh, she's had a couple of car accidents and her car costs are crazy. Uh, between what she pays in insurance and gasoline and uh, maintenance and other things that go on uh, when you own a car, her expenses are around um, around eighteen hundred ninety six dollars a month to drive a car. Again, uh, it's it's insane, uh, but she's had it looks like she's had a couple of accidents. And you know that's going to drive up her insurance. but it is not inexpensive to either buy a car or to drive a car these days. Uh, I think that model that some people do, especially if you're in a city of not having a car and just uh, using one when you need one, renting one when you need one, using zip car or those different uh, uh, different car, lending uh, apps may work out better for uh, especially if you're living in, in you know in, in downtown seattle or downtown san francisco or downtown la or in in, in highly congested areas where it's going to cost you a lot of money to park a lot of money for insurance if you could take the bus many places or the the train many places and you don't have to own a car you know if you're not um I mean, I know it's convenient just to run downstairs and jump in the car and go, but and one of the reasons I uh, you know I, I always have to have a car is because I I don't do planning real well. I'm not a good planner, so I'm often one of those people. I'm not I'm that guy that you see running for his car uh, because I just realized I got to be someplace in ten minutes. So that problem, so that model of the uh, of renting a car before you go somewhere and planning it out, probably is not going to work too well for me. But for the people that it does, I, I think it's really a good a good idea. Uh, t- at least until some of these costs of own- owning a car come down, it's, it's really crazy. Car prices, although they have leveled off a bit on new cars, are still outrageous still the average price of going out and buying a car in America is still north of $46,000 and uh, there's less and less cars available new cars we're talking about that'll run you under $30,000 i think there's two that'll uh, you know by the time you walk out the door of the dealer we'll have a uh, under $30,000 price tag So, uh, used cars also, the prices are showing a bit of, um, a bit of coming down a little bit, not a lot. One of the used cars companies that you see advertising on TV filed for bankruptcy this week. I don't know how you can be charging the highest price ever for an item and be bankrupt, but they figured out how to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, so, uh leaves Carvana as probably the main player in that space. And, uh, you know, they always seem to be on uh, somewhat shaky ground as well. So, uh, you know, you really kind of sometimes wander into this uh, this area of how much is it going to cost me to do this? And I'm not talking about sports, you know, doing this as a hobby. I'm not talking about going out and buying a 55 Chevy or a 62 Corvette, or a 63 Galaxy 500. No, no, no. I'm talking about just having that Toyota Corolla that sits out in front of the house, and then when you got to go down to pick up the pizza at Domino's or wherever you're going to do that, you're getting it, you drive down, you get the pizza, and you come back. You take the kids to school. That car is quickly becoming out of reach for a lot of people. I mean, how do you how do you make $20 an hour? And pay for your house, pay for your car, and have something left over each week to um, to put away for a a house that you want to buy. I I don't know how you do it. Uh, I certainly struggle with it, and uh, it's it's crazy to think that the basic needs of America, which is a house, a place to live and a car a way to get around are starting to come close to being out of reach for the average um american that makes less than i don't know 35 thirty thousand a year let's say 40. if you're making 40 a year after after taxes and everything else i mean you're pressed to buy these cars and i know i always talk about these beautiful lovely cars that i drive and everything like that but they more and more i mean this car that i'm sitting is behind me this mercedes am uh, amg i mean two hundred thousand dollars maybe you got it or maybe you want to put yourself into hawk uh to buy a car like that but i know i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't Think about having a car payment of two thousand dollars a month, which is what you're going to look at with some of these uh, some of these cars. I don't know how uh, people are going to do it. There has to so, something somewhere somehow something is going to have to give. All right, that's uh, enough of that statement. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about cars, not about why you can't uh, afford a car. But it's just uh, you know, it's one of those things that to me. Is uh, is always said that people, uh, you know, just uh, don't have uh, struggle with the means to buy family transportation. I'm not talking about uh, a slick sports car or a luxury car. I'm talking about family transportation. It's uh, it's a shame. So, speaking about it, it's a shame. Maybe we ought to crank up the spinners here. Uh, it's no shame that we have to uh, uh, chime in with our uh, good friend and producer and the man who keeps this show running so smoothly, Nathan, who is um, who is joining us now. Nathan, good morning. How are you? Good morning again, Vinny. Doing well. Good, good. Now, do you, I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it is kind of hard to make ends meet if you want to drive a decent car. I'm not even talking about a, a you know fancy car decent car and live in a decent place it's it's terrible
1: it is i mean you're talking about ohio and my brother lives out there and we're going out there and we're paying like two dollars and fifty cents it seems like for gas and it's just so cheap you know my brother he has to use premium gas for her his car and it's a lot cheaper than just regular gas out here
0: yeah yeah it's um something yeah something has to uh Something has to break. I don't know. Oh, I know the other thing I want to update. Just a second. The UAW strike. Remember how mm. I how I boldly predicted that that would be a short strike? Yes. <laughs> well, in relation to time eternal, it is. Uh, but their uh, Kentucky truck plant just went out on strike. Um, and it doesn't look like – now, maybe the, when they – The UAW starts hitting them at the truck plants where they make a lot of money. It's going to change the dynamic a little bit. But right now, it seems like everybody's entrenched. They're all staying in the same place. You're going to start to see parts shortages first. If you're going to need a part for your car and it's got to come from the dealer, it's probably going to wind up either costing you more or not uh, uh, not being available. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, I don't know that the two sides are any closer. As a matter of fact, in some statements I see, uh, they seem to be more far apart. Uh, Ford has really, um, you know, in my opinion, been at the front of trying to get this thing settled and trying to come, come up with a, uh, a solution. But uh, the uh, leaders of the UAW say, listen, we gave you guys back so much when you were hurting. We want to share in the profits. And, again, it's awfully hard if you're a, a CEO that's making a gazillion dollars a year to tell the guy that's making $22 an hour on your line that, uh, gee, we really can't afford to pay you much more. You know, it's a, I, I, I can only imagine it's an embarrassing situation for both sides. It's not going to get any better anytime soon as the strike will continue, and it seems like it's going to spread now instead of uh, being resolved. Now, there may be some kind of miracle that comes out of it uh here over the next week but i you know now you look at this thing you can say man uh you know these people are going to wind up being uh you know be on strike through the holidays i mean this thing may go that long because i don't know how long ford is you know they have trucks and they have cars that they're, you know that are, that are piled up that are stockpiled so they're still going to sell their vehicles they have vehicles to sell uh, Chevy, Ford, and Stellantis all have vehicles to sell. It'll delay the introduction of new vehicles. It will, you know, put a, uh, uh, you know, how do you survive on $500 a week if you're a union worker? That's what the strike pay is. How do you survive on that if you have a family, and you have a house, and you've been planning uh, to do this, that, and the other thing, and now all of a sudden, no presents at Christmas, kids. Santa Claus ain't stopping in Michigan this year. Or Kentucky, or Ohio, or anywhere where the UAW has plants. Uh, but you can see the um, the idea of their fight. You can see you, you can see that they have given so much back in concessions over the past uh, ten years that they're right to ask for some of that stuff back. They're right to 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 want. Um, to share in the profits of the companies, that's simple. All right, let's bring Nathan back in. Sorry, Nathan, I just I I, I had it at the top of my list. And I didn't want to forget about it. Oh, good. Yeah, you know, we do uh, we we do try to uh, update people on the strike mm-hmm. because they're, uh, they're very big on, they news. To Know that? Yes. Very what?
1: Very big news.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought you said very good news for a second. I oh. was like. <laughs> What are you? Did you buy stock? In well, I, mean, I guess week? if
1: one of those workers wants some time off for a while, then.
0: You know, it's, it, it would be it, good it, news for them. Yeah. When you go on strike, though, it's got to be tough because you can't really say, OK, I'm going to take two weeks and go to the, uh, to the lake or something like mm-hmm. this. You're stressed out. You're conserving your money. You're, yeah, it could be over you know, at any time. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> you're going to have a job. So anyway, um. All right, let's uh, by the way, uh, before we jump into the yo, what uh, what team are you rooting for in the uh, in the playoffs that nobody could really care about?
1: I would go with the Arizona Diamondbacks and Mariners fans can sort of have a reason to care about them because, you know, they're the ones that gave us Mitch Haniger, who is a beloved player and also could right. Marte, a former Mariner plays on that team.
0: Uh, they're also the, one that, the ones that engineered the uh, the exit of Randy Johnson. Oh, that I did not know. Ah, see, <laughs> yes, they uh, They were uh, they were courting Randy Johnson uh, long before he uh, was traded to the Astros in 1997, and um, uh, Jerry Colangelo, who owned the team at the time, was uh, taking him out to basketball games and so on and so forth, and uh, a lot of people believe that Randy Johnson's exit strategy to go to the Diamondbacks all along cost the Mariners a um, a, a place in the playoffs in nineteen um, ninety eight, I should say, not ninety seven. Mm. I sometimes I get my years confused. So, but that trade uh, with the Astros actually, because that's where he went in the interim, uh, also brought in uh, Freddie Garcia and. Uh, uh, a number of other players that really meant a lot to the franchise, so they did get a good, uh, a good haul for Randy, but it created a year where you know Randy dogged it half the year here, mm. and that was it was an ugly sight for anybody who was a was a, a strong Mariner fan, just an, an, an ugly sight. So, um, I, I, I gotta go. I mean, I gotta kind of go with the Phillies.
1: They're my close second team you, you know philly is
0: the team that you want your team to be yeah you know i mean a bunch of seemingly average guys having fun no uh I, I mean they have big stars but they don't seem to act like big stars and the mm-hmm. team always seems to come through in the clutch exactly they always seem yeah always seem to come through in the clutch um which is something that the mariners need to learn how to do and need to learn how to do pretty quick uh, you know, I, I saw an article, I don't know if you saw it with all the, uh, a lot of the stats of the players going down a stretch, the key players, mm-hmm. and they weren't pretty, Ooh. you know, that you got to step up in those times. All right. You got a question you want to ask me? I do. And I'll, uh, not what
1: I'm driving, but yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week?
0: What am I driving this <laughs> week? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Nathan I thought you'd never ask what am I driving this week I am driving a 3900 pound um I guess you would call it antidepressant look at this Nathan this is this Mustang is uh is incredible it's the 2024 Mustang GT premium convertible it is uh from uh, by the way it's stick shift. You can see it right there. It's a six-speed manual. Uh, It's very similar to previous Mustangs, but what they did in this thing is they really redesigned the interior uh, to give it a much more modern feel with a large uh, information screen going across the front, uh, the dashboard. a uh, matter of fact, they even give a nod, a homage, to the old Mustangs, the Fox Body Mustangs, with this dashboard in there. Uh, you can switch. I mean, you can have a modern dashboard, but you can also go back to the to the uh, uh, 2000, uh, early 2000 uh, um, Fox body cars and uh, look at that if you're a longtime Mustang fan. But as far as getting in this thing and driving it and feeling like the king of the road, feeling like, uh, you know, all the things that you love to drive a car for, the wind going through what's left of your hair. Uh, The wind is down, a beautiful day, the sun beating down on you. Ford has done it uh, about as close to perfect as you can. The car is comfortable for a big guy like me. The seats are very, very comfortable. In front, don't count on it. It's not a car you want to have backseat passengers in. Uh, The backseat is is pretty much good for nothing except throwing stuff back there, putting some of your luggage back there. Or something along those lines. Although this car does have excellent luggage space. But the sound of this car when you start it up, uh, and it certainly has something really cool where you can adjust the uh, exhaust sound so you can quiet it down, or you can put it into track mode and blow people's windows out. Uh, but uh, again, a car that uh, with V8 power, it's got the 5.0 liter uh, Mustang. uh, engine that has been a uh, you know bulletproof for ford for so long it is equipped with magnetic ride so uh, it, it may be one of the best cars i've ever driven small cars i've ever driven at soaking up the road imperfections i mean it really does handle nicely it really does um uh, uh adjust the suspension for the condition that you're driving. And so when you're driving up I-5, it's um, it's a softer ride. When you are scuttling through the curves, uh, like in the back roads up back past Darrington, it adjusts for that as well. It gives you more of a sports car feel. So uh, it, Ford has really tuned in on this one, really done a, a beautiful job, I think, of putting out, really what what I hate to say it, but is really kind of the last of the pony cars. I mean the Camaro is gonna go away and I'm a big Camaro fan but I'd buy a Mustang before I'd buy a Camaro and I love the Challenger but again it does first of all it doesn't come in a convertible. Second of all it it's it's quick it's a it's a fast, brutally fast car. But handling and things like that, it doesn't measure up to what the engineers have been able to do with the Mustang. So um, pretty good, pretty good, uh, good job by Ford. It'll be fun to test this out uh, this week, go up and look at the leaves in it. Uh, hopefully with the red car, I won't get a, any or a few tickets. It'll be a, a nice job to uh, a nice uh part of my job to go up and and ride this thing and it, it does have uh you know the um 5.0 liter a 5.0 liter v8 this thing cranks out 450 horsepower uh beyond a six speed manual transmission and i'm going to tell you something it is such a pleasure to drive a car with a manual transmission in, in it it's uh it's something that you forget how much you like it when you don't do it for a while. But driving this car, oh, man, I wish I could have it another week just to drive the manual transmission. But that is uh, You anyone I'm driving this week, look for the full review coming up in a future edition of Drive Time Radio. Speaking about Drive Time Radio, it is time now to uh, jump into our weekly feature, the Saturday morning cartoon brought to you Uh, Because cars and music go so well together. and It's always a tune about either driving or cars or trucks or lorries or, you know, something that that is motivated by a motor. And uh, this week we have one that I never believed could, um, that we didn't play before. It was always one of the coolest songs in the world Uh, when I was growing up, way back when. But uh, it's by one of the seminal British groups, The Who. And uh, this great bus ride that they take every morning on the Magic Bus.
1: Takes me to you
0: I'm so nervous I just sit and smile The house is only another mile
1: Morning, I want. Throat and send sixpence every day. Just to drive to my baby. Throat and send sixpence each day. Cause I drive my baby every way. I drink oh.
0: There you go, Pete Townsend and the Boys, uh, John Entwistle and uh, Roger Daltrey and Company. Uh, Keith Moon, I believe, was still alive and playing drums on uh, that particular cut, "Magic Bus" from uh, the Who. Uh, was that from the Who? Sellout. I, I mean, such a great group. Uh, you know, obviously one of the groups that was overshadowed by the Beatles to a certain extent, but uh, certainly if you go back and listen to their stuff, uh, we have played the Who before they did a a cover of uh, a car song uh and i think way back when we first started this show we played a version of bucket Tea uh that uh was done by the who and um certainly a band that uh, is worth checking out their old uh, 60s and '70s work and '80s work, even uh, Quadrophenia and Tommy, and all of those different uh, albums and songs that they have uh, bestowed upon musical history are just great, great pieces of uh, of music. And that is Magic Bus. There's actually quite a few songs about buses around. I haven't I haven't delved into that area as much yet. Uh, but uh you know just a couple of great ones that i can think of off the top of my head was is the magical mystery tour that's about a bus by the beatles bus stop from the Hollies which is one of the best rock and roll songs ever uh it's probably on anybody's uh, top 100 list uh it, just two to come off the top of my head that have been pop hits uh but there's also um other songs that include riding on a bus and so on and so forth so uh, with the price of cars as they are these days, who knows? Maybe we'll have to uh, be <laughs> be um, taking the bus a little bit more. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but I'm just saying. I'm not saying that uh, that is a uh, that's a possibility. All right, it's Drive Time Radio. That is our uh, segment that we do every week. Our Saturday morning cartoon T U N E brought to you uh, because music and cars. Go so well together. Oh yes, so well. I mean, who doesn't get in their car, turn on the radio, and listen to some great sounds? All right, uh, as we continue on here on a Saturday morning, uh, our good friend Mickey uh Delaney is listening to us as he always does, and he says hello to everybody. And I always like to let everybody know that Mickey Delaney is uh is saying hello. Mickey is is listening to me. Since I first got to town, and um, he is uh, a, a just uh, one of those uh, listeners that uh, he he follows you wherever you go, and that's a good thing. We love people like that, uh, and he keeps in contact on our Facebook page, uh, which is uh, at NYVinny. You can find us there at Drive Time Radio. We're also uh, reworking our website. You know, it's, we haven't kept that up to date. So our drivetime-radio.com website is undergoing uh, a complete revamp, and I hope that by next week or the week after, but certainly by the end of the month, that will be up and running, and we're going to put a lot of information on there. You'll be able to get our social media feeds and everything right all in in one place, Uh, our YouTube channel and some of the things that we're going to do to, to uh, get that up and running a little bit better you know it's funny when we first started doing this you know the main thing was to have the website now i mean the main thing really i think i still think is to have the um you know the social media stuff is to is to put stuff on social media that that's what is going to uh but most people are going to look. I mean, do people really go to you know, unless they want to buy something, do people go to websites anymore uh, without being directed there by social media? I don't even know. Again, I, I, um, you know, it's it's something that is uh, is very different. Uh, you know, has evolved differently than what you thought maybe it was going to. Um, one of the cool things that happened this week is people started to be able to drive the 2024 Corvette E-Ray, which is the electric Stingray. And it is a hybrid that is going to go, it's really built to increase the speed, not so much the fuel economy. And I'm going to be really interested. I can't wait to drive one. Can't wait to feel what it uh, what it can do. It, it, I'm sure it'll be a, a while because they're not even in showrooms or anything like that. But it uh, it, it it seems to me that uh, that this car is going to be a, 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 a an easy way, I guess, or a good way for people to step into the uh, sports car. People, I should say, to step into the uh, the EV uh, arena, uh, a sharp-looking car. It's a, a kind of like a, a a light blue color, and it is just a striking-looking car. And the people that have driven it so far have uh, really said that it's a uh, it, it, it's unbelievably quick. So it'll be interesting to uh, to see how that goes. Uh, they have raised the price on uh, on all Corvettes uh for this uh for this year. They just uh, saw a uh news release come across my desk that had the uh that said that uh, all of these uh, all the Corvettes are uh going up and so you will have to uh you'll have to deal with that if you're gonna go out and buy a brand new Corvette. I can't wait to uh, <laughs> to see who's going out to buy a new Red, but it is Kia also this week um, had their EV day where they showed off a couple of uh, concepts, the EV4 and the EV3, um, and uh, a design language that is uh, distinct and I think quite attractive. it, it is It is going to be controversial to people. Now, there's an EV5 that's going to go in there, too, but that one is just going to go to uh, to Asia. It's not going to come to the United States. And also, rumors abound of a Kia pickup truck uh, coming along, a, a, an inexpensive pickup truck. Again, one that is not destined for the United States because of the chicken tax, which is a tax that's put on uh, pickup trucks that are not built. Um, here in the United States. So it puts foreign manufacturers that build pickup trucks at a disadvantage to American manufacturers. But there's ways to get around. That's why you're starting to see some uh, foreign pickups. And you're also going to see smaller pickups coming out from uh, all of the American manufacturers as well, including Tesla, uh, who one day, someday soon, Will be putting out their, uh, produ- you know, actually rolling off the production line the Cyber Truck, and I am I'm really interested in seeing how people take to that. Um, you know, it'll be a it'll be an oddity, and people will certainly buy them for the first year they're out. But are they practical? Are they going to work? Is it going to be a pickup truck that you are going to be able to use, uh, not just to. Uh, you know, to take up to the cabin, but will it serve you as a work truck as well? Because that's what we tend to forget about these trucks is that in many cases, they have to serve as work trucks as well, although not so much as in the past. But, uh, you know, the design of the, of the um, uh, cyber car, cyber truck, I should say, will that lend itself the practicality for the you know the guy who's got to carry his tools and a uh, a lawnmower and uh, you know uh, or plumbing tools or long pieces of pipe that he can usually strap onto the rack on top of the truck. Will you will you see? Can you envision a Tesla Cybertruck coming down the street with a uh, a pipe rack on it or a, a ladder rack on it and the ladders hanging off it? Um, maybe that's not what they intended to be, but I think to be a successful pickup truck, that's what you're going to have to do. That's what you are going to have to present to people uh, in order to get the people that are most likely to buy that truck. Um, to buy it, it's that simple. So it has to have a. I think still has to have a somewhat practical, commercial use to it. Uh, will it tow a trailer? Will it tow uh, the um, the family uh, RV out to a, a lake? Will it take you on that cross-country trip without having to stop and fill it up uh, with electricity a million times? All questions that uh, are interesting and remain to be answered. I, I got to give Tesla credit, though. It certainly doesn't look like anything out there. Certainly, a different looking truck. If you haven't seen the, the uh, photos of the Cybertruck, uh, by all means, go to Tesla's website and check them out. Uh, they're a very, very, uh, very, very interesting looking truck. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it uh, how the public accepts it, or at least the Tesla. See the Tesla people are going to accept it because it's like that. There's a lot of fanboys for Tesla. There's a lot of people that that will buy a Tesla no matter what. Now, sometimes that calls it into question because we're seeing Tesla drop their prices on their cars. I don't know if they're trying to make it a more mass market appeal car or they're just trying to get a number up or get a volume up. But you can buy a Tesla now for thousands cheaper than you could a year ago which has got to absolutely piss off people that bought a Tesla two months ago as Tesla drops the prices. But it's uh, certainly, a, um, certainly a car now that has become more attainable for the average person that's <clears throat> going to buy uh, a used car, and a new car, and <clears> – <throat> excuse me – and – the model of their purchase, which is to go to a showroom, they have a fixed price, you take it for a test drive, and you like it, you buy it. You don't like it, you walk away. No high pressure, no this, no that. No finance office, uh, we need to add this and add this and add this and add this. You don't get that. You get a simple buying experience. I think that's what people are craving uh, with with all cars, not just a Tesla, but all cars. But because of uh, laws and so on and so forth, uh, you have to go to a dealer and go through that uh, sometimes painful experience <clears throat> Excuse me, of trying to buy a car. So that'll be something worth uh, watching as well. All right, time now for uh, our patented road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, this week, we get a chance to uh, ride along a uh, Road Test, take out for a ride the 2024 Infiniti QX80, which is the big, big, big Infiniti. Uh, Nissan has them as uh, the Nissan Armada. This is a more luxurious model. Of that vehicle uh, with a more luxurious price tag this is a huge vehicle Uh, make no mistake about it this three-row SUV if you are going to go out there and you have to carry uh, a ton of people uh, or stuff this is the SUV that you're gonna look at along with the Tahoe and the Escalade and the Expedition and uh, some of the other larger vehicles I mean these are the top-end Top scale of those vehicles. A uh, problem with the Infiniti QX80 is simply it's old. Uh, they've been in the same
1: <clears throat>
0: design cycle now for close to ten years, if not ten years. And it's just—I uh, mean—I I put a picture on uh, social media of the manual emergency brake that it has, and while I love it, a lot of people ask me if I took that picture in a car. that was twenty years old, and I did. But, the uh, QX80 has a lot of features about it that are feeling like they're 20 years old. It is huge. It is boxy. It is cavernous. It is wide. It uses a lot of gas. But, on the good side, lots of room. I mean, you know, you have a third row. It's a legitimate third row back there. You may put people back there and forget about them and never see them again, but it's, it's huge. Uh, Riding-wise, it's not the best handling vehicle in the world. It's not horrible, but don't try, do not attempt to make this thing a sports car. Um, inside, as you sit in it, you can imagine, lots of room, beautifully upholstered seats, uh, and appointments inside the vehicle, an easy-to-use infotainment system, and uh, this particular model I drove, which was the premium, the top of the line, the, uh, was, um, had a, was equipped with a DVD, uh, not a DVD, but a, uh, a, a video player in, uh, in the back headrests so that you could watch movies, the kids can watch movies. I'm not a big fan of that, but, you know, uh, I, I think it's good to have for uh, kids. If you, uh, if you look at U.S. News and World Report's automotive page, which is edited by my good friend John Vincent. Uh, they go across and look at a lot of different reviews. They rated it uh, a number nine out of uh, the vehicles, with the number one vehicle being the Lincoln Navigator in this huge, large size SUV category. As far as uh, power, it, um, I mean, it goes. It'll, you, you hit that thing and it's going to take, you know, get up and take off you, yeah, it's, it's one of the only vehicles in the class that's still powered by a V8. And that particular V8 engine is uh, really in um, uh, pro- tested and proven. So I don't think you're going to have a problem with that. It's just that it drinks gas like it's going out of style. I think it got 11 miles to the gallon uh, as I was uh, uh, coaxing it. But the sensory trim uh, on this thing gives you the Bose stereo, gives you... Uh, an incredibly beautiful looking uh, interior. And again, I um, I just, uh, you know, this was a, a, a vehicle that stood out as far as looking. That is a new one, a new uh, QX80 replacement that's going to be coming, I believe, next year. Um, and is, uh, I think, worth waiting for. It was a, It's a beautiful monograph, is what they called it, a show car. They, they showed it off at Pebble Beach. And $94,000, But I'm spending that much for this kind of car, I'm going to wait for the new, more stylish, and more improved monograph. But uh, a good vehicle if you've got to haul people around. That is uh, this edition of Drive Time. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch up with you next week, if the Lord's willing and the Creek don't rise. Have a good one.